How's it going? Welcome to the Trades and Grades podcast. I'm your host, No Right. Alongside me is Camden Gongler and Caleb Nimi. Camden is back from Holiday World um, down in, what, Santa Claus, Indiana. Uh, had a yep. nice little, had a little vacation. <laughs> a little vacation uh, from, from the accounting world, I hope. So uh, what, what did you even do? What were you doing in Holiday World? Never asked you. Uh, the water park, mainly. Yeah. Were you going, would you go with your family or what? Yes, correct. Uh-huh. Okay. Everyone in my say. family was able to go, which is like oh, that's sick. the stars aligning. So Yeah, right. We pulled well, it off. I was wondering because I didn't talk to you about that, but I mean, you said you're going to Holiday World. I'm like, well, I don't think he's going to go by himself. But... No, I'm <laughs> a little too introverted for that. I would rather die than go by myself <laughs> in a water park the whole day. Well, I'm glad you had uh had a good time down there and then you sent me stuff golf or uh caleb another caleb said he saw you down there uh, you're in lafayette golfing mm-hmm. i didn't know that yep, yeah played I, 108 I holes in like three or four days so holy crap we did 18 right. on saturday 36 on sunday and monday i was gonna play 36 on tuesday as well but i only got 18 in because i had a client thing come up good grief all right well, i'm glad you got that in golf. i would not <laughs> recommend it Seriously, that's in, that's insane. Caleb, anything notable this past week? Nope, just uh, excited to talk about some running backs. Yeah, living the dream. So that is what we're we'll be talking about today. We're we'll talking about dynasty buys for this upcoming year. Uh, last week we did some wide receiver buys, uh, mostly for contenders, but these running backs will be for all intents and purposes. Any teams, um, some might be geared more towards contenders. I feel like really any, pretty much any running back could you know, one way or another be a buy for a contender and, you know, in certain aspects uh, in terms of maybe depth or whatever. But um, these are just for any team looking to maybe find some value uh, coming into this season where a guy's maybe lower um, than he should be ranked. Do you think he's going to have a good season or whatnot? So um, I think Caleb's going to get us kicked off here with his first uh, running back buy. Yeah, my uh, first buy is going to be Derrick Henry. Now I know what you're saying. Oh, Derrick Henry's 29 years old. He's massive, has like 300 touch carries the last like three seasons, and he's coming off a major injury. Totally hear you on all that, and all those are good concerns. But at the end of the day, Derrick Henry, I think last year he was averaging 24.2 points per game, which is absolutely ridiculous. The only person beating him out on a points-per-game basis was Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Nothing has changed in the Tennessee Titans' offense other than they've gotten worse in the passing game. So they're probably going to have to rely a little bit more on the running game. I know they probably don't want to give Derrick Henry 300 touches like they have been doing the last few seasons, but they're most likely going to do that. So uh, I think he's a, a cheaper buy than maybe what people are thinking. Um, I actually just acquired him for George Kittle in a second in another league. Uh, it's a single quarterback league here recently, but I do believe that if you were to offer anywhere between like the 107, 108, and maybe just a later round player, uh, that that would get the deal done. Yeah, I remember you sending me that trade. And I was like, man, that, I don't know, made me feel really gross. I think I disagree with that trade, personally. But here's what I'll say. I've seen some reports that your boy Traylon Burks has some A.J. Brown in him, (laughs) and he's doing A.J. Brown-type plays, so. I heard the same thing about Brian Edwards last offseason. Did the pass (laughs) I don't know. Hey, you know what I also heard is that he has asthma and literally can't play football. Because he can't stop, you know, actually he can't breathe. Yeah, I know, but you're out in the NFL. You know, it's Traylon Burks who can't breathe over there. Can't even get him on the field. I could easily play safety in the running in, in the <laughs> NFL. Jake Paul. But at any rate, now, like, 
I don't know. I think it is a if you're a contender, I think that is a good buy. If, I agree. if you're not though, I'm pretty much out. Now it's I will an all say in it, or all out. I feel like like yeah. For me, it's too that. early in the season to make those calls, but yeah, to it's... me that move, I would make that move like week four ish, give or take, just depending on the start that I have and. Guys yeah, coming, but the thing about like running backs is, and especially like running back bias, like this this episode in particular, is you you obviously want to get these guys for good value, and I don't know how much their values are going to change before the season starts. That probably not a whole lot, but I would be a little weird buying them now versus going into like training camp and like the preseason stuff like that, just because running backs are a lot more prone to injury. I feel like, and like you know they have a lot more wear and tear, so maybe. You know, I would hold off on a move like that. Not that I don't think Derek Henry is going to get injured before the season starts. Um, but I really don't know what is going to change in his value between now and, like, the beginning of the season other than the fact that players are starting to become worth more because the season is actually starting instead of yeah. it being the off season. So, um, but, yeah. value at... will go – sorry. Sorry to interrupt. But no, I, I, I kind of agree. I think his value will go up once the season starts, though, because I think he yeah. will score 24 points a game again. So, yeah, I mean, looking back at last year, uh, he his snap share, the the highest he had a snap share was eighty one percent, um, in I think week six against Buffalo. So he's really not on the field a ton. I mean, they're they're doing an okay job, but his rushing attempts are very high. I think they're gonna have to dial that back. Like you said, he's gonna be old. You know, he's a plate in his foot, which I mean, I just I'm not a doctor, so I'm not gonna pretend like I know like what's going on there, but that, I mean, it is worrisome. Um, you're just hoping that he can return to that, be that monster that he was before. Cause he was, he was averaging, like if you go to points per game, he was number two out of every single player in fantasy. He was only behind Cooper cup. He's averaging 24.2 points. Um, so, I mean, that's extremely valuable. If you can get one more year out, especially if you're a contender, yep. if you're, if you're a contender and you get him for a George Kittle in a second, I think that that's worth it even though it seems kind of gross now. Depends um, what, what you have a tight end. Caleb, don't you have right. two really good tight ends in that league that you did that trade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that league, I had uh, I had Noah Fant, which I know Noah Fant still feels absolutely disgusting right now. But knowing that he's still – I still put him in that TJ Hawkinson tier even with the Seattle trade. So didn't feel too bad about giving up George Kittle, who's about to turn 29. You'll arguably score more points in differential with Derrick Henry than – yeah, if your time swap, so I, I don't yeah, know. I would say yeah. so. Um, what that just reminds me though is that I did that I did a Twitter thread about tight ends and like the percentages of like your draft capital versus like your odds of being a tight end one. And I'm pretty sure Noah Fant was a first round draft pick, if I'm not mistaken. So his odds of becoming a wider a top five wide receiver at any point in his career is just above fifty percent. And he hasn't hit that yet. So, yeah, 50-50 chance of no fan to be a top five or a tight end. So, just putting that out there. I think it's like 80-something percent just to be a tight end one. So, just top 12 tight end at some point. So, I mean, I'd, I'd ride with it even though he's in a crappy situation. No, for sure. Uh, Camden, who's uh, who's your buy? My biggest buy, and this is situa- everything is situational, but I really like Chase Edmonds if you can get him for cheap. He's my number one. I just feel like if you look at Miami's backfield, he's, to me, he's like maybe not the clear back, but the clear back. I mean, most of them might get some carries, but I think Edmonds' scoring will go up. I mean, last last year he 
really I don't did he even score one touchdown? Did Connor get every single touchdown? I don't know if he had I one mean, rushing touchdown. And I think like that'll change. Like, if you if you just look at last year and give him a little higher you expect a little better than last year, I think he's he's a good buy. I think his potential is really high and his floor is pretty low. Yeah, it's I mean, it's interesting because that whole backfield is just kind of jacked. Like, you come in, you, you got a new head coach. He's coming from um, San Francisco, which is an interesting point because they do have Raheem Mostert on their roster, which kind of is like, hmm, he's with, you know, uh, the head coach before. Did come from San Fran? No, Mostert no, Raheem did. Mostert. That's what yes. I'm saying, yeah. And, um, and so you have Raheem Mostert there, which kind of makes you think, hmm, like I wonder if he's going to get a little bit of a he's nod like- there. What, because coming off he injury, is like, he's like 30 years break. old. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, he's not like – it's not like he's, he's going to be the guy. But, well, no, he's not a workhorse. But I'm saying like if – it's going to be a lot harder when you have a guy who's known the coach. You have Miles Gaskin there, which you can – I mean, it's kind of garbage, but he is still there. And then you have Sony Michelle, who they just signed, which is like if you didn't feel like you were going to have – you already had guys there. If you feel like you weren't going to use them, why would you assign Sony Michelle, who you yeah. know came out of Georgia and like was solid, and I think he's just kind of gotten a screwy hand, but like, and now you Good have point. Chase Edmonds, so like I agree that somebody out of there is going to be decent. I just don't know who that's going to be, and I'm not going to like hang my hat on the fact that it's going to be Chase Edmonds. Um, I don't have a problem. I mean, it just depends what you can get for him, really. Yeah, I guess so. what all you just said is part of the reason why I feel like he's a buy now for me because there's so much like, oh, so Michelle, like I don't know how high people are on him. If yeah. that makes sense. Like I think you can get for really cheap for the upside that he has. It's not yeah. it's not a sexy like Derrick Henry play, but for if you can get him for really cheap, again, it's all situational. If someone's asking something crazy for him, I'll do it. But if it's like right. I don't know. I mean, are you giving up like a 23 second no. for him? So that's why I'm like, I feel like he's in between a second and a third. It's like a weird, would, like, yes, you, if, you, if, you, if you, you offered a third, right? Like you could, you could trade someone you picked up off the waiver wire. That's worth. Eh, and like, a third, yeah. I think you win. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you got like, if you traded away, like, I mean, it depends how deep your league is, but I agree. Um, I feel like he's worth, like I said, between a second and a third, two thirds. I still don't think maybe does it. That's just a weird kind of gross. If they trade, were but late thirds, but there's no way to know that right now. You have no idea. Yeah. So yeah, I think he's probably a late second, probably. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you go on the projections right now for um, like sleeper, like if you, I'm I'm going through right now, and they have him like decently high. Like he's not. I'm surprised that like how much they think he's going to get. He's running back 31 right now, which is ahead of Tony Pollard and Kareem Hunt and Melvin Gordon. If I had to guess, I would not say he's going to be above them at the end of the year, but they seem to think so. So, um, yeah, that'll be interesting. Kale, what do you think? He's a good startup one, but more than Dynasty, too, yeah. at the same time. He's a guy waiting like a startup that I would pick. I, it's, it's better for startup, but I would target – I don't know. It, it's an interesting, like – it's a buy now, but it's a, like a low buy now. It's not like a yeah, right. Derrick Henry, like it's just not sexy, but like it could pay huge dividends. On a keep trade cut, Edmonds is currently running back thirty nine. Um, players that are ahead of him: Alexander Madison, Hermandre Stevenson, uh, Rondell Moore, 
I mean, Jalen Tobert's right behind. Like, I would trade all those guys for Chase Edmonds if I was competing or yeah, even if I, I wasn't. I think I would I still trade all those guys for Chase Edmonds. I agree. I, I mean, if all goes well for Chase Edmonds, you could see him top 20 easily, I think. But, yeah, I, I mean, like I said, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a crapshoot, I guess. But he does seem like to be the, the most talented. I think Sony Michelle is probably close, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting. So we'll move right along. I'll go ahead and throw down my first running back buy. Um, this one is I've like completely flipped on my position on on, on this player like this off season based off of what's happened with his team. Um, I feel like he this he's going to have a lot better opportunity um, than I would have imagined before the off season. Um, and my buy is Aaron Jones for the Green Bay Packers. Even though he's 27, I don't know what his birthday is. He could be going on 28 soon. Um, I'll have to look that up, but I just feel like he's going to have such a great opportunity this year. Um, December 2nd. So, I mean, like he's going to be 27 most of the season. I feel like he's going to have such a great opportunity this year because the lost Devontae Adams, they bring in Christian Watson, but it's kind of unclear. Like he's a first off, he's a rookie. I feel like you you really have to earn um, your targets with Aaron Rodgers more so than other quarterbacks. Um, <clears throat> and I'm not sure how his fundamentals and skill set is going to carry over. Christian Watson is like a freak, but I don't know how great of a wide receiver he is. So I don't know how great of a pairing it's going to be for um, Aaron Rodgers. But I mean, you have AJ Dillon there, and I was I can't recall. I was I was watching a video. Um, and the statistics on Aaron Jones with AJ Dillon in like his normal row when they're both healthy, he actually benefits from that because AJ Dillon usually takes all the carries or a decent amount of carries, and and Jones is sitting there getting all these targets. And for PPR purposes, That's, I don't, I'm getting all these targets. Like, give me the yeah. targets. I don't care if you run the ball twice. Like, if you're getting targets and you're getting a couple receiving touchdowns and whatnot, like. He's going to have someone to th- need someone to throw to, and that's going to be Aaron Jones, in my opinion. Because other than that, you have Alan Lazard, which I think he'd compliment him early this week. But this time, like this point in the season, there's a lot of coach speak. And you, what I mean by that is you see, you see a lot of guys like saying, oh, you know, so and so is way better than I thought they were going to be. And so, you know what I mean? Like they're complimenting yeah. Tutu Atwell today. Is Tutu Atwell going to do anything next year? Like I would guess highly no. But at this point in the season, can just like pull up that clip and just like (laughs) that's fine. If he does, then I, you know, I hope I'm wrong. But (laughs) it's stuff like it's stuff like that where it's like, yeah, I coaches say stuff. So, but this point, like, bad about anything this time of year, hardly. So yeah, that's where I'm at with Darren Jones. I think he's gonna get a lot of targets right now. If you go on, like, I was looking at fantasydata.com. He's going at running back eighteen. I don't know what he's going on, uh, keep trade cut, but he's going to run back 18. And the people in front of him, like there's right now Kenneth Walker at running back 15. And the biggest one for me is Antonio Gibson at running back 12. Personally, if I can get Antonio Gibson for, you know, Jones plus, I'm probably going to do that. Unless I'm rebuilding. If I'm rebuilding, then maybe not, but I still think that I could be able to flip Aaron Jones in the middle of the season. Cause he's going to, I guarantee you he's going to be top 12 running back. If I'd be surprised if he wasn't a top six running back and because of all these targets he's going to get, I, I think this year now moving forward, maybe not the best situation, but for this year purposes, I think he's going to ball out. So 
that's, I mean, I feel like he just has such great value. Maybe a little more redraft, but for Dynasty, I mean, especially if you're a contender, I'd be all over that. Right now on uh, Keep Trade Cut, Aaron Jones is going off at RB21, and uh, his running mate, A.J. Dillon, is going off at RB20. So they're like neck and neck. Yeah. And I, I would have said hammered. before. Yeah. I'm with I, you on I, this hammer Aaron Jones over if, A.J. Dillon. If, and if I would have, like before before this offseason, with Devontae Adams still there and, and um, Rodgers just signed a contract, I probably would have shied away from that. I would have been happy to A.J. Dillon. I like A.J. Dillon fine. But now the situation is what it is, and they're not bringing anybody else in unless they bring in, like, I don't know, I've heard of stuff like maybe going, like, Julio Jones, I, which didn't honestly doesn't even make literally a difference to me because I think Julio Jones is washed. But, yeah, I think that this year he's going he's gonna to be in good shape. So that's that's how I feel, feel about Aaron Jones. But, um, Caleb, you want to kick it to your, uh, your second? Yeah, next next uh, buy is going to be Saquon Barkley. Um, this man has dealt with injuries on top of injuries, uh, tearing the ACL back in 2020, and then last season uh, dealing with just really unfortunate, like spraining the ankle. Um, and he just didn't really look as explosive. Uh, I'm just really hyping him up as my buy, I guess, right now. Uh, but the, <laughs> thing, the thing I think we, we need to remember about Saquon Barkley is uh, part of it, yes, of course, I think is the injury. You do have that same risk. It kind of feels like Christian McCaffrey, but at the same time, he's been playing in a terrible, terrible offense. I mean, last year, if you watched any of the games, which I have Saquon Barkley on a lot of rosters, and I was watching a lot of Giants games, which was very yeah. depressing. Yeah. Uh, Lily, they would say the hike, and they would hand the ball off to Saquon, and there was like 10 tackled. people in the box because – who they had, what, um, I mean, Daniel Jones, it's sad to say the offense looked actually decent with Daniel Jones. Uh, but then when Daniel Jones got hurt, they had to throw in the backups. I mean, they knew those backups couldn't throw the ball to save their life. So I think Saquon's going to be a huge buy this year, especially with uh, the uh, dabble coming back over to coach the team. They're just, they put a lot of investment into the offensive line. And of course they, they didn't really draft anybody to compete with Saquon. So expecting big things. I think he'll, I think he's got a pretty safe floor as like a top 15 uh, fantasy running back. But of course he has that at least elite upside where you wouldn't be surprised if he finished the year as like running back three, if you're looking to trade for him, I mean, you'd be giving up somewhere like a late first, like a one point, like a one eight to like a one ten, and maybe having to give something else up. But uh, at the end of the day, like he's still 25. This is his last year before he's a free agent. And next year, whoever signs him is like going to want to use him as a workhorse. So uh, I think it's a pretty easy buy. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't disagree. I, I think that he has just been, I don't think he looked, you know, super great last year. Like you said, the offense is just abysmal. Um, I think there's a strong correlation to running backs succeeding in good offenses. Um, and so hopefully, you know, Dayball can come over, and kind of recreate what he did with the Bills. Um, I don't know if he'll be able to do that with Daniel Jones. I don't think he's been necessarily that bad. Um, so hopefully he can bring a little Josh Allen-esque-ness to the offense. Um, certainly not going to be like Josh Allen, but um, he's actually like a low-key decent rusher. Um, if if you like Daniel look Jones. back through. Yeah. Like it's if not you even low-key, I would argue. Like, I mean, I just don't see – like, he's not known as, in my opinion, I don't see him as somebody who's, like, rushing the ball a ton. I, mean, I don't watch Giants games. He does run, but, I mean – Yeah, I mean, outside, outside, outside of, of that. Really still. Maybe that's I why. I've that far to even trip, so. Right. 
Wait, I mean, so, Caleb, Caleb would tell you that Kyrie Williams would have ran five yards and not been able to. Seriously. Play. Well, he's not wrong. Um, eh. Kyrie but, Williams would have broken all the tackles to get to the point of trip, though. Even if he just would have ran saying. underneath everybody's legs. He's just well, tiny. He, but, um, <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, I just I, – I mean, I'm cool with it. I don't – I hope that he can get back to what he was doing before. Um I mean, those are the injuries. They obviously take a while to uh, recover from. So hopefully, he's fully healed. They have a good offense going. Um, and I mean, right now, was it keep trade cut? He's going off as running back thirteen. I feel like that's. It, I really feel like that's fair. I feel like that's probably what it should be because he could have another kind of eh, year and fall back to like a later running back two zone. Or he could have a great year and be a, a top five or six running back. So um, I feel like that's to me the the value that he where he's at right now is pretty fair. But he could have really good upside. So I mean, I'm kind of indifferent on that. I'm gonna throw in a wild card here on my next buy low, which again is not a sexy one. These guys aren't prepared for what I'm about to say, but I, I do want to end on a polarizing one that I did have before, but. I think Ronald Jones is a massive buy now for me. I mm. love Ronald Jones. I have him on my dynasty team, and you really? let me tell you, let me tell you, he is—he's good. First of all, <laughs> at good <I> at <laughs> not catching—that's for sure. Scoring, well, he doesn't have to catch, bro. <laughs> he's gonna have a hundred yards and a touchdown every single game. Yeah. Are we gonna? And if Clyde Edwards Hilaire goes down, like, he's, yeah, I, I don't I mean, know. I, I think he gets all the goal line touches personally. And with Tyree Kill gone, I, I just think it's not as not that it's not gonna be an explosive offense because they have Patrick Mahomes, but it's not gonna be as explosive, in my opinion. And I think there'll be more goal line yeah. touches as a running back to have. And I think he gets a lot of them. And if Clyde Edwards Hilaire ever gets hurt, I, I get, I see him. Doing pretty well for the price again. Like I'm not yeah. saying like sell out, but like, dude, let's say, let's say Clyde Edwards Hilaire gets hurt, or like, what if he has a James Conner ear? I guess that's where I that's where my head's at. All right, Caleb, you just say what do you have to say? No, I think you should go through your your next buy low, and then I think I should should comment. Okay, my next one. Right, no, 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 no. Okay. That's, that's fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll go back. To, okay. So on the exact opposite end, I, my, my buy low that I think that I'm very excited about if I really at any level, but especially if I'm a contender needing depth is Clyde Edwards Hilaire on the opposite side of Ronald Jones. Um, I think that last year um, he struggled. He only played 10 games. So he's kind of in and out of the offense. He, he didn't really have a chance to, he was out for like the bulk of the middle of the season. So he just didn't have a good time, like trying to figure out, you know, where he needed to be or whatever and kind of getting that rhythm and whatnot. So looking back, I mean, he had, he played in a handful. Let's see. We had 10 games. He had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven of them, he had double digit points and he didn't even play above like 70% snap shared, hardly any of them. Most of them, it's like 35 to 40% because of like the injuries and, the biggest thing, the biggest thing that I will say that um, helps him out is where did he go? Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams, I didn't realize how good of a year he had. Running back 18 last year when he's on the Chiefs, he takes 
literally see CEH's role. Listen, no, no, this is what I'm about to prove my own point is he had so many targets. Darrell Williams took all the targets from CEH. CEH is he came in that offense and he was supposed to be that pass catching back. And Darrell Williams just came in there and he's like, you know what, screw you, dude. I'm gonna take them all and left CEH with some ground game, but if that's not what he was supposed by, to do. By by Daryl, you're in big trouble. Listen, they I he had a great receiving like he had a great receiving role there. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say CEH is like amazing or anything, wow. but he, he was like he had good draft capital. And now he has this role in which you're there's no way in the world you're throwing the ball to Ronald Jones. That dude can't catch a cold if it slapped him in the face. A like what? there's no shot. A cold? A cold. He couldn't catch a cold. No. That's good. And <laughs> but he there's no way. CH is gonna have that role. He's gonna get those targets if he stays healthy, which he hasn't had like a super bad history While of being injured. CH catches his cold great, and is out due to illness. Ronald Jones is gonna be in there. Hammer. I will say Ronald Jones will have he will he will have those touches um, in between the tackles, which is fine. You can have those. But in terms of PPR, fancy points, like I'm going to see H. He's coming off the board right now. Let's take a look I at think, it. Keep I trade think cut. Both good prices, personally. I, I like CH yeah. more when you compare him head to head. But the reason why I like Ronald Jones is I feel like you can get him for, again, like nothing. So right. let's see. see what like, CH. I feel like third, and I feel like he, like, to me, he has league winning upside if. If he does go off, but CH running back 28. I mean, that's like that's two second. Low. That's like a second. I mean, like if you're, I, I would offer a 23 second right now. If I was a contender needing depth or really in any position, like I would do yeah. that 100%. I actually sent out an offer that was similar to that today in one of my leagues. And I will continue to do that in any league that I feel like I'm a contender in. If I don't have CH already, I don't care about my 23 seconds. If I'm a contender anyway. And if I can get a piece where I think that he could have upside of being a top 20 back just just from, like, PPR upside alone, like, I'm going to go ahead and do that. So, honestly, Ronald Jones, like, I don't know. Who, who at, the, at I don't the know price. what the rest – yeah, I don't know what the rest of – I mean, I, if you're asking what do you want for Ronald Jones, I'm going to say probably a third, and then I'll be happy to get rid of him, which came in to be the guy to be like, okay, yeah, give, give it to me. I Ronald Jones if I'm, yeah. like, if I'm, like, trying to get some depth, honestly. Right. So, and that's the thing is how many free you know, agency dollars is Ron Jones worth on a scale of one to a hundred? If he was dropped, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's go with our league in which we'll put some context into this. There's one, two, three, four, I five, think I six, seven, eight, There's twelve. When he was with Tampa Bay, but there's twelve bench spots. Okay, so it's not a very deep league, and you have your IR and your taxi squad. It's a pretty vanilla league. It's not super flex, one QB, and then it's just like two running back, two wide receiver, tight end, two flex. All right, so not that many spots. I'm not going to lie. I'm not sure there's a single person on my bench right now that I dropped from Ronald Jones. So basically, I think he's I think worth $10. He's worth. I'm just going to be honest. I guess it depends how, like, okay, right now, right now my bench, I think my Depending the on worst, how bad running backs are. The worst guy on my bench is like KJ Osborne. Am I going to drop KJ Osborne for Ronald Jones? I would. It's close. I might. I think I probably would. But that's I, where I'm I at with that. Like, he's like at the end of my bench. And I don't I don't yeah. I don't know if they have anybody else on their on their uh roster right now. I'm I can't, I'm blanking. It's just Ronald Jones and the eight I think, but Literally. Yeah. That's why I th- right. that's why I think for the price like 
dude, like, even if he, like, I don't know. They're going to have to throw to him if CH goes down, even if it's, like, two or three times. Like mm. Sky Moore. Sky Moore tweet. Stonks. I, Boom. I there you go. I had a lot of thoughts, but you know, I think I'm just gonna <laughs> let it let it simmer uh, with you guys, you fine gentlemen. I think they're both uh, Jags, but I think Ch has that first round draft capital. So I think Andy Reid's gonna give the man the ball. He's a better rusher than Ronald Jones, a better pass catcher. So dude's uh, gonna be a bell cow. So disagree on the rushing part, but dude, have you watched Ronald Jones play? <laughs> dude, he had like a thousand yards in Tampa Bay, didn't he? Like I don't know. If that's compete with. I think multiple seasons. Twenty twenty one for sure. Twenty yeah. twenty twenty was his best year, when in he he was running back uh, twenty in PPR. He had nine hundred and seventy eight yards. He was even the starter that year. I don't think. And him and Leonard Fournette went back and forth, but he he right. did like, kind of beat out Leonard Fournette. It was weird at some points. He played half the snaps and had a thousand yards, and he's not a good rusher. Lenny okay, you know what? Had just gotten signed though, so that's he was learning the playbook. Still, if you still, play half the snaps and still get a thousand yards, is mm, pretty good. Man, no, I can't. He was playing I, against I like six can't. man boxes with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on the outside. They didn't That's have true. to stack the line. Give the man. Bro, you're giving the worst wrong. player on the offense the ball. Patrick Mahomes, like same same thing. He's about to make me a Ronald Jones truther, Camden. I'm done. Please stop. No more talking. All right. This is ridiculous. Yeah, here, here we go. Last one to end on. I'll go last. Who's it? Everyone's thoughts you're, on Christian McCaffrey. Going... Christian McCaffrey. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, pitch it. No, I said I'll go last. <laughs> so, wait. So, you, you just, just told us the... that now you're, now you're not going to go? No, that's what we're ending on. I want to go last. That's okay. I'll go, I'll, go, I'll go next. I, I wanna... well, st- please, if you're still listening to us, wait until the end for Camden to give his CMC uh, pitch. But, anyway, my, my last buy is Cream Hunt. I think it's pretty uh, – I think the – for, for two reasons. Uh, we've seen him be an RB1 before on like a total season basis. Uh, he also gives you around 13 points per game. So uh, it's weird as a backup that he actually has like flex appeal. But I think particularly the most interesting thing that's happened this offseason is they tendered Dearness Johnston. And so they and they also drafted Ford from, from Cincinnati. So their backfield's absolute. I think they have like five guys right now uh, that are on contract. So um and if they cut Cream Hunt, they get like zero. The Browns have like zero dead cat money. So I'm really hoping that uh, at the end of the day that they cut Cream Hunt and he goes and signs somewhere else and can be that bell cow that we all remember from Kansas City. Uh, but other than that, like I think uh, I think he's still going to be putting up those numbers. So and it's going to he's really cheap to trade for. I think he's like running back 24 or 25 right now and keep trade cut. Don't have that pulled up, and so you could trade like a mid second for him, um, and you're getting like a good RB three that has RB2 to potentially even just bell cow upside. Yeah, right now he's like running it. back running back 31. So, I mean, again, that's like a second. A lot of these guys are like seconds. So, I mean, again, contender especially, you're going to get into the middle of the season, you're going to have a guy go down, and you're going to need that running back depth. And to give a second for a guy like what Kareem Hunt could bring you, and I agree, I think there's a – decent chance that they cut that like there's really no reason to have him on the roster when you have Deion Johnson did a perfectly fine job for cheaper I wouldn't be surprised if they cut him at all I don't know where he would go um but I mean probably to Miami just to squash any Chase Edmonds vibes at all <laughs> um no but um I don't I don't know for sure where where he would land but um all right 
it would be uh, – I, I definitely – I think he has, you know, upside if he gets in the right spot. Even if he stays in Cleveland, I think he'll still be, like, a decent – he'll be a decent running back. You can kind of plug in your lineup and be like, okay, like, he's still going to get his, even if Chubb's there. Um, feel bad for Dearness Johnson. He's, like, the world's best running back three on the team ever. So, just Before... rip to that guy. Before um, I give my Christian McCaffrey thoughts, one, I, w- I just wanted to hear your guys' before I gave mine. But two, I think we need to take a little break to uh, ask the ask the question, which running back is most likely to fight my boy, George Pickens? Um... All right. Well, let's think about this. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dig into Cream Hunt. Not Jonathan past. Taylor. He's out. Nicest guy. He's gone. What are you talking about? From what we've chosen, so like right now, no, no, or like any back, running back? Who's most likely to fight Pickens? Cream Hunt. I mean, a, the first. Yeah, I'm like just thinking of hit things. Ray Rice isn't in the league anymore, so I can't. That's not a possibility, but I would have been up there. Um, the Steelers yeah. and Browns have history, man. That's the thing. Yeah, that's true. Cream uh, Hunt is, is, is a great – Honestly, anybody in the Browns' backfield. All of them, I feel like, would feel destroy like anybody Chubb in a fight. Not like, I just don't see Nick Chubb fighting him, personally. Maybe he's a nice guy, but he's like a – He's a, we need someone with like, like a chip on their scary. shoulder that like Austin Eckler – like. <laughs> he seems he way too nice, dude. Shoulder, Austin Eckler? He seems like the nicest guy ever. I'm just thinking what? of guys with like chip on their shoulders, like Austin Eckler, undrafted. Like, yeah, I mean, I can see that. Uh, you little, mm, like you be worried, <laughs> and then they're gonna fight. I, I don't know how that conversation even happens because they're on the wrong sides of the wall. But I don't I just, know. I we guess... had to do we had to do our weekly like who's George Pickens gonna fight segment. So I think right, that right. honestly, and this is just I mean, we're just looking at the players that we've talked about so far, I think CEH would have a decent chance of fighting him. Like, CEH is... He was... That's what made me think of it. I'm not going to lie. He came to mind. He's, he's kind of a dog, so... Um, yep. 5-8 versus 6-4. Higgins is going to punch Clyde, give him a concussion, yep. Ronald Jones oh steals gosh. his job forever, becomes top 15. <laughs> or top 15. You heard it here first. And all the Rojo truthers come out of their holes and then start dancing on everybody. Yeah. Good times. All right, well, I I mean, you can go last game, and I do have one more. We are actually, like, decent on time oh, with 34. Sorry. So, like, I can throw mine in there real quick. It's not, like, a super flashy, like, a diamond in the rough pick. It's just somebody I think has good value right now. Um, dude, don't plug the, other songs. Shout out to the dude who wrote Diamond in the Rough. Great song. Oh, yeah, that is a good song. Um, Eric, I think his last name is, like, Anselin or something like that. Eric, yeah. Sounds about diamond it. in the Rough. It's a banger. But, uh then my last running back buy is Travis Etienne. Um, right now in keep trade cut, he's running back nine. I think that's like that might honestly be a little bit high. But it just depends, yeah. you know, where you're looking at. It, you know, it might be sleeper, it might be it be a little bit different. Um, but I I see it not as like um, like running back nine. I don't know what you're paying for that. He's running between Dalvin Cook and Austin Eckler. So like those two names are. Pretty like th- those pack a punch. I don't when you're paying for Austin Eckler or Chas Etienne, you're paying a lot less for Chas Etienne in my opinion. Um, I don't know what you guys think, but I think you're probably just because of the name like of Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook. I think you're probably paying less for Chas Etienne generally. Um, and obviously he's younger, 
he has an insane PPR upside. I think he's gonna be he's gonna get a lot of targets this year. He's gonna have I think he's gonna have well over like fifty targets, probably in the sixty some targets. Um and that's where like your bread butter is gonna be in PPR leagues. Um I don't I'm not super worried about in between the tackles, but like you're not James Robinson towards Achilles, so I'm not assuming he's gonna be back anytime soon, really. I don't know what his, his date is, but Still, that's a really tough injury to come back from. We saw Cam Makers try and rush that into the playoffs, and he didn't look very good. And nothing like no discredit to him, but like that's just a really tough injury to come back from. Um, I feel like it is his backfield to take is pretty much all him. And again, like he in college was a machine. I mean, he's last year going back and listen, you know, listen to different people's podcasts. Uh, he, they were all pretty similar between Javante Williams, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne. And, you know, you could kind of mix them up. I think a lot of people had probably Najee at the end of the day and then Javante and then Etienne, but it was close. Um, and so, like, to uh, even running back now, it might be a little bit high, but like I said, it just kind of depends on your league. I'd be willing to pay those prices because I see him having really good upside. Travis Etienne is my RB6 in Dynasty, so I would even push him up higher. Agreed with everything you said, Noah. Um, I think the thing that people aren't not also, like you said, kind of mentioned with James Robinson, uh, the Cam Akers, he came back in six months, is like freaking medical like history. It's It's like he's Superman. Uh, If James Robinson even comes back before December, I'm going to be in amazement. And if he's actually able to perform. So on that note, yeah, Travis Etienne, amazing prospect. He's going to remind people exactly why he was drafted in the first round. Um, but if you are looking for a late waiver wire ad, Scoot Connor would be a great pickup. He's going to be the RB2 in case anything Snoop? does happen to ETN. Scoop? Snoop Connor. Snoop? Or it's, Snoop. I, think it's, I, th- I think it's Scoop. No. Is it, Snoop. It's Snoop. Yeah, like it's Snoop, Snoop Dogg. Oh, crap. I said Scoop. Yeah, Snoop. Sorry, Scoop. Snoop. Snoop, <laughs> Snoop Connor. The only reason why I know that is because he came He's out of Ole Miss. suspended for weed. He, <laughs> he came out of Ole Miss and. He was uh, – I liked watching him there. They had a pretty nice offense. Um, and so I, I watched Burks, like a, let's be honest. Not Ole Miss. You, oh, my gosh. Oh, he went Arkansas. to Arkansas. My bad, my bad. They're, they're, they're the same colors. Biggest, biggest Traylon they Burks fan. They have horses, don't they? <laughs> they have horses in their same colors, kind of. Kind of. What are you talking about horses? They're mascots. A Razorback? That's a pig. It looks like a horse. Ole Miss, aren't they the Rebels? No, they're the Mustangs, aren't they? No, that's SMU. Oh, well, maybe. Uh, <laughs> he's whatever, Wherever he's from, that is low-key. Ryquil Armstead is the guy that's like, he's also there. But Snoop Connor, he's a – you could probably pick him up for zero fab dollars in a really deep league and throw him on your taxi squad and – Maybe he has a good week, but uh, yeah, that is a name to throw out there. But uh, Travis Etienne, I'm I had him on my dynasty team last year. Um, he's on my IR. I had a couple guys in the IR, like Calvin Ridley, that wasn't very fun. He was like my second round pick in the startup, and so I didn't do great last year. But now I'm I'm back in it, and uh, I my my running backs are Swift, uh, Kamara, Etienne, and Brees Hall. So I'm like, I can't wait for the season. But, I'm not big on ATN. I personally don't love him enough to ever pick him. Like by the time I liked him enough to pick, you'd be on. So that's my yeah, thoughts. I'll leave it at that. All right. Let's hear it. 
No, let's hear Last... it. I said I've been saying I wanted to hear your guys' thoughts before I give my thoughts. So your All thoughts right. on Christian McCaffrey, go. I'll go first. Uh, Chris McCaffrey, I think he's a stud. Uh, you're getting that 25 points per game, but he's never out there. I'm not also that concerned, though, about injuries because he hasn't had, like, a torn Achilles. They've just been, like, dings. Uh, but, I mean, granted, the, the exterior might look really dinged up, but uh, if you're a contender, like, no one can beat that points per game. Um, so I would be offer if I offering a top five pick if I was, knowing good and well, though, that, like, his value is never going to be higher, just going to continue to go down. But um, reminds me exactly like Marshall Falk, and he produced really solid fantasy football season until he was 29. So. Where would you pick McCaffrey in a startup? What pick? Uh, you'd probably have the middle of the second round, but you, I mean, middle I, in a startup. What are we, but what are we talking? Are we talking one QB or super flex? Pretty big difference. I was talking super flex when I said middle I was of the second round. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll do... let's just do both. Middle of the second for a super flex, and then one quarterback would probably be somewhere around the, like the one seven, one six. Wow. Okay, well, let's think here. Who are we taking, like, wide receiver-wise? You're taking Jamar Chase, and you're taking Justin Jefferson. Cooper Cup, and a re- well, I'm, I talked re- redraft. Are you, are you saying – oh, oh, you're talking redraft? Yes, I said redraft. Where would you oh, take one, two, one, one. Okay. I think I, Jonathan Taylor for me in a redraft is one, one. But then I think there's a stronger – I don't think McCaffrey should fall instead of three, in my opinion, in a one QB. I agree with that. And a redraft. I, it's tough. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out. I'm trying to formulate how I want to go about redraft because I don't know if it's smart to go heavy on running backs, knowing that there's a good chance they're going to be hurt some point in the season. I've always or done if- that, and I've had great success with it. I got away from it last year, and it backfired on me big time. I was terrible, except for the one league where I did pick running back heavy. That was by far the best I did in many of them. Yeah, we should, we should make that I, to a I video. Mean, if you just go back to back, yeah. like I found myself with Derrick Henry and Eckler last year, and like I know Eckler. I got lucky to get him like 16 or wherever I got him at. But like you can get some gems at running back at like 16 and then they start going off and then you have a Derrick Henry and Eckler pairing. And I mean, yeah. to me, it's easier in redraft leagues, especially to trade for wide receivers because middle of the year, what happens? Half of them are injured. Everyone will trade you good wide receivers for a running back. So if you have run- three, yeah. Like I try to go. Sometimes I go my first three picks are running backs, just to be completely honest. And then, like, if they don't get hurt, now you have three really good running backs. And if your first three picks, like, they could do well yeah. on the flex. And, like, you can get some guys. Like, last year you could have gotten a Debo Samuel late that, like, takes your RB1. Like, the one year I did it, I got Calvin Ridley in the f- seventh, I want to say, maybe. And that was the year he exploded. So, like, to me, the upside at wide receiver later in the draft is – I don't in a redraft. That's just my strategy. A lot, a lot of people argue the exact opposite, but yeah, I, I've had no, the he... best success consistently drafting really good running backs and drafting a couple wide receivers that are okay and trying to hit home runs there. And then at the very least, it's so much easier to trade for a wide receiver. I think everyone will agree on that in a redraft league. So much easier yeah. to trade for a wide receiver than it is to try to get a an Eckler or a Derrick Henry or any, any running back who's in the top 15. So yeah. CMC. Yeah. I got distracted. <laughs> Noah. <laughs> no, like I was, I mean, that's, I, I am, I don't know. I, I think you have to take a certain amount of like, I'm trying to, I don't know what the word is, but you, you have to Risk. know that running backs. Yeah. You know that running backs are going to get hurt. You can't All forecast when they're going to get hurt. hurt. 
yeah, you can't forecast when they're going to get hurt or how bad it's going to be. Unless obviously they have like a history of like a certain knee issue or something like that. And you're like, yeah, maybe not. But like, you can't really predict it. You might as well go for it. Yeah. And the like, there's nobody else, nobody else that's going to produce like CMC does, except for maybe Jonathan Taylor or not. I mean, not Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Derek Henry is what I meant to say. Jonathan Jonathan Taylor's as well. He can to an extent, but like, I think Derek Henry is up there, but like CMC, just from the receiving, I mean, he can literally get like just a dumb amount of um, like just points from receiving alone. And it's yep. just, I think, I think the juice is worth the squeeze, in my opinion, when it comes to CMC. Um, so yeah, I think that I agree with Caleb. We need to do a video over how to do a redraft startup, probably when we get closer to redraft season. Um, because that would be interesting. I like the idea of going running back heavy and getting some of those wide receivers we talked about last week, wide receiver contenders, that would be good in redraft. Um, so we'll talk about that later. But, yeah, CMC, I, I, I still think it's worth it. I, I agree. That's where I fall on it, too, is I really liked your point about you can't predict when a guy gets injured. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, if you look at – like, I know a lot of running backs get injured, and the odds that you draft all running backs who don't get injured is pretty low. Like it, it changes every year, right? And and yeah. the risk that you take that you don't draft McCaffrey, like if you draft a running back who isn't McCaffrey, and the, and like McCaffrey doesn't get hurt, you've lost by a mile. Whereas like yeah. if you draft McCaffrey and he gets hurt, like the other guy could still get hurt too. So like to me, outside of yep. like a Jonathan Taylor, Maybe even a Derrick Henry. I Jonathan Taylor's number one for me in like redraft. I go Jonathan Taylor and then McCaffrey, but I I would be fine with people arguing McCaffrey as well. But Yep. Yep. All right. Well, we're getting we got about a forty five minute mark, forty six minute mark. So you guys have any last thoughts about um just running back buys in general? Buy the good ones. Buy the good ones. Yeah. That's that's my buy, buy low, so high. Yeah, you, you gotta know. You just gotta you just buy Ronald Jones first rounder for Ronald Jones. Don't even think okay. about it. Okay, maybe, maybe two twenty three first could do the deal. But I'm get George Pickens um, to fight you if you keep this up. <laughs> I'm gonna DM him and be like, "At Noah Wright is talking mad crap about you, dog." Please, uh, well, you fight him. He lives at he he lives at uh, Sydney Lane, Australia. <laughs> P. Sherman. <laughs> all the way <laughs> yeah so whatever the address they said in email that's where he lives yep all right well we'll be back next week um i don't know what we're gonna do yet we're maybe maybe some tight end buy maybe tight end and quarterback buys um i have to get into a little super flex action with those quarterbacks because uh, they're not so interesting one qb so it might turn on our super flex caps on next week um, but we'll, we'll be back. So appreciate you guys listening. Make sure to like uh, this video on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Music, uh, make sure to give a review. If it's good, again, if, if you don't like our podcast, please do not give a review. Uh, but we appreciate <laughs> you guys listening. Um, and we'll see you guys next week.